Welcome to Mecca Talks, your access all areas pass to the beauty, business and lifestyle experts we call our community. I'm Kate Blythe, Chief Marketing Officer here at Mecca and your host. In today's episode, I'm chatting to Tiffany Masterson, founder of Drunk Elephant. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm so excited because we have Tiffany Masterson here, founder of Drunk Elephant. It's still early in the year. However, we have been so fortunate to host many of the world's greatest beauty founders in the Mecca office and here in the studio. Today's guest is one of those and also one of our most requested interviewees, Drunk Elephant's ingenious founder and creative director, Tiffany Masterson. Tiffany is a mother of four from Houston, Texas, who was willing to try anything to resolve her skin concerns. She was oily in the T-zone, sensitive, breakout prone, out of balance and experienced mild rosacea. And after educating herself on ingredients, she identified six that she believed were at the root of her issues. Once she had eliminated them from her routine, she found her skin returned to a clear, healthy, balanced state. Really, that was the kind of fledgling moment that Drunk Elephant started to grow. And unable to find products without at least one of what she calls the suspicious six, Tiffany decided to make them herself. This resulted in one of the world's most loved skincare brands and best-selling products like La La Retro Moisturizer, A Passione Retinol, Proteiny, and the very viral DeBronzy Sunshine Drops, which everybody is desperate to get their hands on. We are so excited to have Tiffany here in the studio today. So let's get into the interview. Welcome to Mecca Talks, Tiffany, and to Melbourne, which is pretty exciting because we've not had you here for, I think, four years, you told me last night. Is that right? It is. It's been too long, for sure. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah. Does it feel good? Do you feel kind of back with the Mecca teams and walking through all the products? I do. You know, Mecca was the... Australia was the second country that I launched ever. I just went off and launched it myself (laughs) without any help. I had one person working with me. And I chose it. I was so excited. The and consumer in Australia was like we connected quickly. And yeah. Yeah. So and um, it's, a, I mean, it's a phenomenon. The Drunk Elephant brand is a phenomenon. There's only, that's the only word I can think for it. Oh, thank um, you. And tell me a little bit about your drive to start this brand because it's a pretty exceptional story. There's a few things I want to unpick here. First of all, your sort of um, desire for incredible skin and finding the products that work for you, but also the actual branding. I mean, such a cool brand, great name, amazing colors, just stood out above everything else on the market. So tell me a little bit about that. Where did you kind of get the inspiration in the first place to start Drunk Elephant? So I had skin issues forever. I can remember in high school I had issues and I was always searching for the newest, greatest thing. I was always reading about products. I was always trying like full skin, like one line yeah. solutions and I would sneak them in the back door. My <laughs> husband couldn't see by these by the dermatologist and just I kind of just tried everything. Um, and I started selling this little bar cleanser on the side and the bar cleanser was just like it was from Malaysia it was like no big deal bar cleanser but I realized quickly by selling this cleanser out of my car basically I would drive through carpool line and sell it to other moms and at the school (laughs) I realized quickly that I first of all loved talking to the people who bought the bar because they would call me to follow up then I realized I wanted to help them so my whole thing was that I always wanted to help people figure out what their issues were 
And I did it by reading ingredient decks for other products they were using. And so I was selling the bar, but I was really focused more on other ingredient decks of products they would send me. And I would study, I would, I started looking up ingredients and making. So you went full scientist. I, I did. And I just thought it was so fascinating to find out the roles of ingredients and products and what they were there for. Yeah. And I had issues. And so. What were the I, sort of like skin issues you had? I had like, it, my skin was swollen, basically. I was, mm. I was doing too much to it. Okay. It was red. It was inflamed. My pores were very visible. Yeah. I had breakouts on occasion, but not predictable. Really annoying. Yeah. Um, T-zone was oily. I was always putting powder on it. I was over, like I, I was, the more that I got confused by my skin and my yeah. skin was actually confused. Because it's a minefield out there in terms of there's so many different products. It and is. There's so many different ways in which you can treat your skin that it does get overwhelming, right? Right. And there's so many solutions to mm. your problems. Um, what I figured out through reading about ingredients and through identifying the roles of ingredients and in formulations was that a lot of the answers and solutions were actually exacerbating my issues, yeah. making things worse. Um, and so I just started questioning, like, why is this in here? Why yeah. is that in there? And kind of researching the ingredient and saying, oh, well, it's got the potential to um, inflame the skin or it has the potential yeah. to sensitize the skin. And why is it there? And so then I started looking for brands on the market that didn't contain these things that I felt maybe were at the root of my yeah. issues. And so I look at it more as a troubleshooting thing. And yeah, um, great. when I realized there was nothing on the market that didn't contain one or more of these ingredients I had identified through just reading and teaching yeah. myself. And I mean months, probably years. <laughs> two, it's like going back to school. Two years. My kids were all in school. I had nothing else to do. My, my husband was at work, and I wanted to make extra money. I had little businesses on the side. Yeah. But this is what I was doing until midnight every night or one. Um, and so I learned a lot. I taught myself more, and I think you learn more when you're passionate about it. You yeah. Know? And, and so entrepreneurial to think, okay, first of all, this is something that I'm passionate about and want to do something different, but also then to find that white space. I mean, that's the sort of, that's what every entrepreneur wants to do is find the white space and find something that's going to work in a totally different way. Right. I'm the true accidental entrepreneur. I did not think yeah. I wasn't, that was not my plan. I just wanted to help people like f- solve their problems, like yeah. any problem. They call me up and I like, Google, you know, try to find. So that's really the goal of Drunk Elephant. The mission was to help people with their skin. And um, so that's that's how it happened. And, you know. But it doesn't just happen like that because you've got to come up with a brand. You've got to right. formulate. Right. How did, where did you start? Because, I mean, I'd love to have that, that idea and think, okay, right now I'm going to go and do it. But if, for budding entrepreneurs out there, mm-hmm. how did you actually go about it? Did you find a great formulator and say, can you try me, you know, make this this um, formulation? Or did you start with the brand identity first? I I sort of started, well, first of all, I reached inside my gut. I really Mm -hmm. followed my gut. I I was outside of the industry, living in Texas. I didn't know anyone in the industry at all. I didn't even know the competing brands. I didn't even care. I knew where I wanted to be because I knew where I shopped at the time, just in North America. You know, I just, I just knew that I wanted to be in a large retailer and I wanted to commit to one Mm -hmm. and then add as I went and got my feet firmly on the ground. But to start the brand, I sort of, you know, I didn't understand about you know, going, reaching out to a chemist and saying, make this for me. Yeah. I made, I, I got on my computer and chose ingredients for, for five to six different products myself. I put together um, a dream product. Like I would say, okay, well, I want a glycolic acid. What, what does that look like? What, what, what do yeah. I wish was on the market as a consumer? What, uh, you know, the pH level, the level of acids, <laughs> the surrounding antioxidants. I was a health and, you know, kind of a health junkie food, yeah. health and wellness and I'm always studying supplements and vitamins and superfoods and all that. So I had a lot of my inspiration from food, yeah. from diet. 
um, and Incredible. nourishing your skin kind of idea. Um, I didn't care if things were synthetic or natural. I wanted them, them to just be compatible with skin. Yeah. I knew that there were incredible synthetics out there that really benefited skin but were safe and great. Yeah. And I knew that there was the same thing with natural ingredients that were could benefit your skin. I was into non-fragrant plant oils, yeah. non-fragrant extracts, fruit and vegetable um, into different things like chickpea flour and it was <laughs> on my radar for some reason. And marula oil came on my radar, which yeah. helped me name the brand. Um, but I, I understood just af- after reading for a couple of years about ingredients that we needed great actives at great mm-hmm. levels, at great pH levels also. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wanted antioxidants. I knew I wanted cell-communicating ingredients, ingredients that basically train your skin cells to behave better. I knew I wanted moisturizing and all non-fragrant, I think I said that, but yeah. plant oils and all of these things that have these benefits for skin, um, you know, just loaded into a product without anything that w- would change the way the product smelled, mm-hmm. felt, or looked. And I remember um, finding a chemist in Los Angeles through different network mm-hmm. channels. I called, and I, they would send me somewhere else. Yeah. I'd call someplace, and they would send me somewhere else. Finally, I found someone who um, would, you know, talk to me and meet with me and said that they do these kinds of products. And she read the ingredient decks, and she called me back and said, Did, are, you, do you, are you a chemist, or do you, have, you, have you studied? <laughs> have you studied? Because these are very... Very interesting formulations, but also totally different than anything I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never formulated without silicones before. I don't ever formulate without, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know, we need a little more information. What do you want it to smell like? What do you want it to feel like? What do you want it to... And I said, I don't care. I mean, you know, I didn't choose what yeah. my baby... When I, when I made a baby, what it's going to look like. <laughs> I'm not going to choose what it's going to look like. And really, that's the way I thought about it. Like, yeah. whatever comes out, you know, you get what you get. And you don't yeah. throw a fit. Like, yeah. I... If it smells medicinal, if it smells, you know, whatever. It, I want non-fragrant and let's just use you know, so mm-hmm. that people can really know that they're putting great ingredients on their skin that are only there for their skin and not there for me to market the product. Yeah. Because I wanted people to have results. And then she when you got those first kind of samples from her, how did that make you feel? I mean, that must have been a bit of a it was wow so exciting. moment. It was so exciting. And to answer your question from before, just as a part of this, yeah. it was incredibly exciting. And I, I'm one to put the cart before the horse. Yeah. I mean, I had samples coming in. I didn't have final packaging. Um, I knew, though, I had a vision of what it would look like. I still have the email where I, I write. To, I found a designer in Houston who could translate and to just kind of make my vision come to life, who's great. She's still with me. I found an email recently that said, you know, I, I see Matt White. Um, I'm going to choose square packaging yeah. um, for a lot of it. Um, I want all airless. Uh, I want a pop of color on the top. I want it to be bright and neon and happy and a different color for each product. Yeah. I want warm gray script font, um, and I do and I drew the logo. And you so, drew the um, logo, so that's your handiwork. Then. It is. It's oh, crazy. That's kind of and I couldn't do it again. I can't even yeah. do it if I tried right now. I don't. Everything kind of felt sort of like it just so such happened. a personal journey. It was a personal journey, yeah. but all following my gut. I yeah. mean, really, I wanted to decorate my house all white with pops of color yeah. my whole life, but I never could do that. So yeah. I think some of my, you know, desire to, I'm creative and I'm visual. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that can, can, came out with this project, Drunk Elephant. Um, I didn't have any else, any place else to put that sort of those ideas and those visions. So I put it into this brand, but I didn't look around. I didn't look at other skincare brands and say, oh, this is what needs to be out there. Yeah. I really just followed my gut and 
never looked around. I never even asked because yeah. every time I asked, people's opinion from well, the packaging. Well, they sway you, right? And every, say, well, you can't do it like that. Everyone did. Yeah. From the packaging people did, the chemist did in mm-hmm. her own way, even though finally we speak the, the same language. Yeah. I mean, we really had a great, you know, really great relationship because yeah. we worked great together. And um, But everybody pushed back initially because you don't do matte packaging and you don't do corrugated boxes that are glossy and and it stood out you know when you launched it it was just like everybody everybody noticed and the brand name as well drunk elephant is i love the story around it but tell us a little bit about how you came up with that because it's it's a super unique way of coming up with a brand identity the so i was really struggling to find a name and you know i went i just was every day sitting down and spending at least an hour and asking people and you know, a lot of people name it after themselves. Tiffany Masterson didn't sound right to me. I really felt like I was going to get made fun of by my siblings. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, what are you doing? I was in Houston. No one really, like, people kind of laughed at me. I really? had four kids at home. I mean, I was just starting this line, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm not French. A lot of brands have yeah. these gorgeous French names. Yeah. That didn't make sense. Um, it wasn't in my DNA. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, so yeah. all of these, you know, brand names that I had heard in my life before were just not... They didn't fit. And so finally, I came across Marula Oil. I fell in love with it. I really thought in my mind the second I found it, like argan oil was kind of the it oil at the time. Yeah. And I wanted to use apricot oil. I knew that I wanted for my moisturizer for the first initial launches Mm -hmm. to use a pure oil that was unrefined, pure, nothing in it, Mm. single ingredient oil that was bioavailable that could really soak in skin and so apricot oil was this oil that I was like, oh, this is great. You know, it wasn't yeah. very exciting, though, and it didn't have the quite the profile that Marula has. But when I found Marula, I thought, this is it, that I can yeah. just feel it. Like, I put it on my hand. It contained things I didn't want it to contain, the one that I tried, bunches of fragrance and essential oils in it. But I could feel uh, the, the oil sink in my skin, and I could – so I um, went home and Googled it and found videos of – animals in South Africa eating the <laughs> fermented fruit on the ground and stumbling around. It was a really cute video. And um, I just remember kind of sitting back and thinking, can I do that? Can, ah. I, can I call it Drunk Elephant? And, you know, of course, my it's kids so were like, good. yes. I called, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 friends. I don't, I've called a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of my mom didn't like it. My grandmother hated it. Um, <laughs> she said it was the most asinine <laughs> name she'd ever heard. So you thought definitely using it then. Oh, yeah. Um, and my friend, my best friend, took me out to dinner and told me, she said, I don't know how to tell you this, but I really don't like the name. And so and then I had another friend say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run it by a marketing expert. And he's going to call you and he's going to talk to you about <laughs> how you're going to offend anybody that has a drinking problem in the world. Uh. I just, you know, and I took all of that into consideration, of course, but... A lot of people said it's a great name, not for a skincare brand. And a lot of people said it's a great name. And yeah. it, it reminds me of you. And that's kind of what re- I latched onto that idea right then and there. It's unique. That yeah. if I was going to fail based on the name, then everything else I did, because the name really was from my gut. Like, yeah. that's my personality. And so it reflects me. And this whole brand has to reflect me. So yeah. if I fail on the name, I'm going to fail. Because it's coming from the same yeah, place wow. everything else is going to come from. And so I think if you stay... Kind of high pressure for you as well to get all these elements right. Right. But if you stay with your vision yeah. from your gut, then everything feels cohesive. It's which kind is of, that confidence in the brand as well, which you really see. I mean, you looking at the product right now, which is right in front of me, it is such a confident 
you know, amazing brand that stands out, but it also just has this way of making you want to play with it and to kind of get involved in that product, to open each bottle. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's enticing in itself. And the brand name is as well. It makes you curious. Right. And there's a curiosity around it. You know, what is this product? What is Mm -hmm. the marula oil? Mm -hmm. What is that proteiny? What? Tell me a little bit more. And I think having curious people Mm -hmm. being excited about that brand is something that you've done so well. Well, I think I love the way that it's playful. It's not, it's unassuming. It's like it's not intimidating. Um, you can approach the brand and have fun with it. Mm. It appears at first like it's just a fun brand um, that, you know, you can use and it's not t- to be taken seriously because it's so whimsical. Um, I love the idea that it's got these formulations mm. inside the fun yes, packaging incredible. that are, in my opinion, can compete with dermatologist brands. At the yeah. time in my mind, I thought... Why can't I make a product with high levels of acids and vitamin C and glycolic and all of these great actives? Yeah. The answer was you can. And in some of these marketing terms that scare you away, um, there's nothing that keeps anybody from making a product that has high levels of everything and that are super effective for skin. So I had fun with the idea that people didn't realize that at first. But it's it's brilliant, actually. Well, they they kind of dismissed it. Yeah, and and I got my first wave of awareness with Drunk Elephant was around the colors, the packaging, uh-huh. and the name. Yeah, and I don't think anybody mentioned the formulations. And then as people started using it, and sure. as editors, and you know, I, st- I got my first award in 2015 after I had launched um, in a retailer in North America. Um, then people kind of took a yeah. second look at it, and then it had a second sort of wave of awareness around this idea that maybe the formulations really did work. And the formulations are incredible. And tell me a little bit about the first products that you launched, because you've got an amazing collection now, but it's obviously you've grown that collection over time. Right. And which of those, and it's, would, it is like choosing one of your four children as a favorite, but which of those is, is your kind of favorite or which routine would you say works for you? Well, I launched with a full routine. So I launched with a full day and nighttime routine. I wanted to launch so that people had a full skin solution. Yeah. Um, the reason for launch was my philosophy. And so if you're in the drunk elephant philosophy, avoiding the suspicious six, which is what the ingredients that I believe trigger skin mm-hmm. um, issues like that I had, um, then, you know, I, I, I can't very well launch a couple of products and yeah. expect people to stay within the philosophy. And I really wanted to sell the philosophy. Um, and that's what I can't live without. That's my desert island thing is the philosophy. It's not a product. It's the one routine. So I launched with six products. I launched with the vitamin C, which yep. I think everyone can use during the day, yeah, a nighttime product. exfoliating serum, which is a TLC glycolic, two cleansers. I launched with bars, um, mm-hmm. one with exfoliation, with physical exfoliation, and one without, so cleansing, mm-hmm. and then the oil. Um, and that's what I launched with, the oil as a moisturizer. And so it was just the two bars, the oil, the glycolic, the vitamin C, and the umbra. That represents a whole routine yeah. so that anybody who wanted to try Drunk Elephant could stay within the philosophy. Yep. Amazing. And then since then, you mm-hmm. have launched multiple blockbusters, one of which we launched yesterday, um, which was Proteini, which was the first time in Australia and New Zealand customers have been able to get their hands on it. And they have been dying for that product. They've been sh- telling us over and over again they want that product. So finally, it launched yesterday. Um, but you also have the Lala, which is, again, a kind of iconic product. Tell me a bit about where the sort of brand has evolved to and those products have, um, where the inspiration for those products came from. So products, I mean, the inspiration always comes from just my daily life, always. Mm. Um, it's, it's if I am wishing that I had something that I don't have, or if somebody tells me like my mom or my best friend's mom, you know, I need, I wish, I wish you'd made this or yeah. I wish you made that. 
Portini was from my mom. Oh, really? She was, wow. you know, basically said, She's, if you don't want something... Then does she want you to call it your mom's name? Mama rather Mia. Than yeah, Mama Mia, <laughs> rather than Protini. The Lynn Cream, <laughs> Mama Mia. Um, she just said, I'm going to buy it from another brand if you don't want something that will help with my collagen. I'm yeah. losing my collagen in my face. I remember her saying, like, um, the doctor, she would always say, the dermatologist tells me, and I'm like, Mom, <laughs> these products are actually great. Like, honestly, you can just use them and it'll work. Well, you don't have anything with, you know, for my collagen. So I was getting on a plane. I'd take a four-hour flight. I forget where I was going. I think maybe New York. And um, I just opened my computer and started Start studying ingredients that help collagen production, prevent collagen breakdown, maintain existing collagen. And I just started reading about the ingredients that support those ingredients and reading a lot about peptides and reading a lot about amino acids and um, additional moisturizing factors and additional antioxidants. And, you know, if you have this ingredient, what supports and makes that ingredient better? All about marrying these wide array of ingredients and peptides, the highest level of peptides released in a cream um, that we were aware of at the time and still today. Um, so it was. I, I like to jam pack. Yeah, it's amazing. Products with as as many great ingredients as you can. What did your mum say when um, you finally presented it to she, her? Was she like, "Fine, thank you, Jill." Well, I landed and I had the name. Um, I had the name Protini. Um, I didn't have the name Polypeptide till a little bit later, but it just made sense because there's so many peptides in the product. Um, and I just I had the name, and I just landed with Protini, this incredible amino acids and peptide cream that was for firming for helping with collagen production, and it was a lighter cream than the Lala. Yeah. So um, I had launched Lala after you know my initial six um, product launch. I, I had people begging for a yeah. cream, and I figured out that whipped oils wouldn't clog your pores, and it was this gorgeous you know cream. But the, the pep- Protini was something that was needed in the routine. Yeah, it didn't feel crowded to me. It felt like people had a choice now. So and you and you want both of them, right? So you, you have the have Lala and you have the Protini and you can use them at different stages in your life right. or skin journey as well. Right. And I think one of the things about my brand that's a little bit different is that I really do want to empower the customer. I want to teach people how to listen to their skin. Yeah. And I want I've always thought that if you if you give the the customer the tools, if you, you know, if you, you know, really educate them on social media or however through customer yeah. service. And you really talk about what they need. They can identify. See, drunk elephants about resetting your skin to a, yeah. a place where you and can treat the issues well. that are really there, yeah. like wrinkles or brown spots or whatever it is. But to get rid of some of these issues that are induced by ingredients that we don't need, mm, yeah. to reset your skin, and then to really be able to get in touch with your skin and know your skin. And so once you know your skin, then you can give it what it needs every day on a daily basis. It may need something different today than it does yesterday. Yeah. But that's smoothing. That's where the whole smoothing concept comes in. Yeah. And you can choose what you need for your skin. And I so, love that idea of that. So for people who don't know about the smoothie complex, um, the smoothie sort of philosophy, mm-hmm. it's really about having the right lineup of products right. from Drunk Elephant that you have. You can mix them all together. Right. And on the face, it, it goes. So it's not like having to do this like long-term routine, mm-hmm. but you can have these like little drops and, you know, mix together and that's your smoothie. Right. When did you come up with that as an idea because right that's away. quite very different to like the spa dermatologist route of your know, long sort of skin treatments etc right away uh, i mean I, I i chose all of the ingredients i chose for these products to be all bioavailable so that yeah. means they're all absorbable nothing sits on top of your skin your skin gets it all and so i really felt like you know having these products on the market i want people to really get the most benefit um 
So since they're all bioavailable, since they can all absorb into your skin, they can be mixed together. They're formulated to be yeah. mixed together. The pHs don't interact. They don't change. There's no issue with mixing the vitamin C with the retinol, for example. Yeah, There's so no clever. issue with mixing. So you don't have to layer. So typically when, when brands say to layer, in my experience before mm. Drunk Elephant, it's thinnest to thickest, but that's based on occlusive ingredients. So yep. you don't want, you know, your serum to not get in your skin because you're putting it on top of a thick moisturizer that has silicones. Yeah. Well, none of my products have silicones, heavy waxes or heavy oils. Everything's bioavailable except for the sunscreen, which isn't here anyway, but hopefully one day hopefully it will be. Hopefully one day it will be. Um, but so everything can be mixed together, and so it saves time. But also, if you think about when you layer, how much product you use. So if I'm layering C-Firma, and then I'm putting B-Hydra, and then I'm putting Lala, and then I'm putting my sunscreen, you would need like three to four pumps of C-Firma, three to four pumps of B-Hydra, yeah. three to four pumps of yeah. what to cover your whole face and neck. Yeah. With this smoothing technique, you need one pump of each thing. Yeah. So, so you're making your products last three times longer than you would if you're layering all that. Your skin doesn't need that much anyway. Yeah, it's just your, it's habit, right? It is, it's, it's a habit. It's kind of like stacking it all on. Right, it, it, it doesn't, mm. and it can't absorb that much. It doesn't need that much, it's not necessary. So giving our skin what it needs and listening to your skin, but just pairing back and not doing so much. I think when people get overwhelmed and they call and they say, I don't know what to do, I'm yeah. panicked, I don't, you're usually doing too much. Yeah. That's when you're usually doing you know. Oh, I totally agree. And I think having that very sort of simplified view, mm -hmm. this is actually going to help your skin. And in this way for you, very bespoke, right. is a game changer because right. it's not just you're buying a routine that's off the shelf. It's very personalized. It's very personalized. Mm. And once you get to know your skin, you'll be able to choose. Do I want Pertini or Lala or Marula? You know, do I want um, this serum or that serum? Do I want this cleanser or that cleanser? What's best for my skin? You know, and how much do you need? I think the only thing that you tweak with once you get your favorite products from Drunk Elephant is how much moisture do you need, less or more? Are you, you know, is did you yeah. were you in the cold yesterday and you feel like you need a little extra lala? Is that how you approach it then for yourself? Do you think about the climate, the kind of time of year? Do you switch it up, or are you regimented with the products that you use from Drunk Elephant? I switch it up. Yeah. I mean, I really, really switch it up. I feel my skin. Yeah. All that. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, and everyone has, you know, everyone's in a different place. Everyone has a different thing going on. And so I really feel like brands have always told the consumer what to do and how to use stuff. Yeah. And this is your routine. And I really wanted to say to the consumer, I'm not going to tell you because I don't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so I want to teach you to know. Your skin knows more than I would ever know. And I want you to I want you to get confident and yeah, learn. be empowered to, to right. learn as well. And also expect more from brands. I yep. want them to be savvier. I want them to know the ingredients. I want them to ask questions. I want them to be able like transparency, it's a buzzword and it's kind of tired, like whatever. But really honestly, yeah. like saying like to the consumer, like, look, I mean, you're my boss. Yeah. I work for you. Yeah. And so you need to tell me what you don't like, what you like, what you need, what you don't need, you know, that kind of thing. So really it's this idea that the consumer comes first. I love that. And, and you then know, you've got your mom who is also asking for product that you have got. She's a consumer. What she's about a, your four children? Are they, are they the con biggest <laughs> consumer I've ever met, but yeah. Your four children, are they consumers they help too? too? They're big consumers. Um, they uh, they love the, the line, obviously. They yeah. all use it. Even my teenage son and all of his friends use it. Right. It's really funny. Um, my, my daughters, you know, when I'm testing a product, when I have a prototype, if I go in and to go use it and it's gone, yeah. that's usually a hit. Yeah. I mean, it always, um, it's almost always that way. That's, like, like, that's just you know, like focus group in front of you. Isn't it is. It? It's like, here's your market research. It is because they all have a bunch of, you yeah. know, all these girlfriends that come over and spend the night and they try the products and I get feedback that way. And, 
it is so interesting. Like I know what to launch next a lot of times based on, you know, if I'm on a trip with my girlfriends and yeah. I have all these prototypes in there, they will come back every now. Can I use that again? Yeah, that Can I one. Try that again. That I'm in love one. with that one. How do I yeah. get more of that one? My mom is, like I said already, she's always doing that. So I kind of, I kind of know. I mean, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty clear when when I have something. Yeah, on you've my got a little magic, magic product that fits in the line. Mm. That's not a forced. Tr- yeah, I don't look at trends. Um, so it's really just like what's the line missing and what I love is that the drunk elephant brand it does absolutely cater to that younger teenager but also to the 70 year old the 80 year old and all the way through Mm -hmm. I mean it's sort of changeable for each person which is why it's so special and so unique it has been really interesting that part of it yeah because I don't think I can't think of another skincare brand like from my childhood yeah definitely. I think of all the skincare brands from my childhood that my mom used for example I didn't use the same ones yeah, and my brothers forget it. Like they use these dial soap on the their soap. face, soap and whatever a bit soap of like <laughs> on their face, yeah. right? Um, and certainly my dad. I mean, but this is a brand that I hear over and over and over again. My whole family uses it. Yeah, my son stole this, or my husband is taking this, or you know, grandparents use it, and teenage boys. And I mean, just it's. I'm so excited about that because I don't. I don't. I think it's one of those brands that's that is is like you know it's like I said before approachable. Yeah, but I mean it's just like. Oh, it, and it works. And I think that's the thing is, it, it, you know, everybody should, everybody should try these products because it actually works for you. And with your super entrepreneurial innovation, creative mind, which I'm sure never stops working and never stops thinking about what's next. How often are you releasing new product? And, and you know, for Drunk Elephant, where would you take it next? Because the, it's, you could go in so many different ways. And I imagine your head, head spins all the time around the opportunities. It does. But, you know, I wake up every day and I think to myself it could be over tomorrow. Mm. I just have that mindset. Yeah. Always. I'm never, I don't have any kind of like, oh, we're, we got, we're there. We've, we've done what we came to do kind of mentality. Every product I have today, no matter how popular, can always be improved. No matter what. I mean, a new innovation can come out, a new ingredient we can learn about. We can always yeah. be making something better. So, so we like, like to, to launch a couple products a year yeah. that are new. Mm-hmm. We listen to the consumer what they ask for. Yeah. Listen to my gut. But also we take a product that we already have and we try to improve it. And evolve it. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's fun to evolve stuff, you know, yeah. because it's a challenge. Because consumers, I think, get scared of if they love something, yeah. that it changes. I think we've done that well. We did it, we've done it with C-Firma. We've yeah. done it with Lala. We've done it with B-Hydra. We've done it with Bestie. Bestie was hilarious because we had to do it. We tried it nine times before we got it right. And Bestie is your jelly cleanser. It is. Right in front of it's me It's called here. Bestie number nine now because of that. But that's all feedback from the consumer telling us, you know, what they want. Yeah. And um, so I just think that it's to be open about like, you know, not it's not like all of a sudden the ingredient deck yeah. has changed and you don't know why. I mean, I think we've been very open with like, here's a new version. And, you know, this is what we added to make it better, to make it more, you know, more cutting edge. Yeah, cutting more edge today. How it can help you yeah. more. Yeah. And that sort of like learning element for you, always sort of looking at the ingredients and always thinking about that next way of formulating. Is that something that you cannot sort of shut off in your head? Or can you, when you've got to a place where you're really happy with, with the product, do you think, OK, right, I, fi- I figure that one out. We can tweak it. Or have you ever gone back to the beginning as well? Because I imagine there's a whole process that you would go through. I don't go back to the beginning. I think every product I feel is has a place in this line. Mm. I, I've never discontinued a product 
before. Yeah, I mean, that's I may, but I, I mean, so far I haven't. But I, I do think that there's a reason for being for each product. You know, there's one product in here we're about to change. It's even going to change the color cap. But okay. it's the same product. It's the same base. And we're just going to add something to make it completely better and still as good as it was, but with an added something that is just going to make it better. Yeah. And so just that's the way I'm thinking all the time. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I love all the products, but yeah, you have to think that way. I mean, definitely right. Because, um, there's so much changing in the world and there's so much innovation. And it's one of the reasons I sold the company. Yeah. Um, it's and because I have access in 2019. Yeah. And yeah. has that, how has that been a super exciting kind of turning point for the brand? It has been a turning point. You know, I think the brand was an indie brand for a long time. And, yeah. and I think that we really hit when, when, when it was time to bring in, you know, a private equity firm we we knew yeah when it was time to bring in uh, a c-suite of the you know executives that uh, industry executives yeah we started out with nobody from the industry at all yeah and it then was, it was you at home or you on the airplane yeah it was um and and we jumped to bringing in some in- industry executives i definitely know what i don't know yeah I definitely don't wear every hat i mean i there's a lot that i could never manage um you know i think one of my greatest accomplishments was really understanding what i was good at yeah. and what i was not good at and bringing people in, even with what I was good at, that were better than yeah. me, that knew more or than me. Or had a different view or could help sort of Just, challenge your thinking as well. Right. And that's a real sign of a true leader. And, you know, we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and sort of really supporting female leaders, uh, you know, and I think that's such a big part of Mecca's journey as well. And I think what is so interesting is is sometimes taking that step back and thinking, well, I don't need to be the, the business person here or the operational person I can be the creative mm-hmm. and I can be the formulation I could and not having to wear all the hats but right. that is a real a real sign of strong leadership and I think you know literally hats off to you on that because it's it's sometimes you want because it's your baby you want to be owning all of it from end to end yeah no I knew I would kill it <laughs> you don't want me near a checkbook <laughs> for sure like honestly I totally knew and so I was just really lucky all the way through to be able to find people to come to step in that I who I could trust, yeah. Um, to take can take certain roles over as the brand started growing, and yeah, so it's been a great. And so when we did sell to Shiseido in 2019, it was exactly the right time. Yeah, there was no doubt about it. We needed to go global at that point, and again, putting the consumer first. You know, we're getting these requests, and you don't want to yeah. not do that right. You want to have boots in the ground, For boots sure. on the ground everywhere you launch. I mean, you don't just go into a market. Um, although I did just go into Australia you because did? I wanted well, that's to. Good. I just We're wanted delighted. to. And it worked out. Thank yeah. goodness. I'm grateful it did. But um, later on, we came in and did it right. We did it right, but we didn't did it really right. Later yeah. on, we came in and made sure that amazing. people were here to help support. But obviously, Mecca has been unbelievable. And well, I'm we so are lucky huge, to... huge fans of the brand and, and of you and all the team as well. And I think one of the things that the, you know, the Australian, New Zealand Mecca community are obsessed with is they there are certain key brand products within your collection that have just been going absolutely wild. Um, and we're, we're every day we want to get the more of the protein in the, the bronzy drops and the blush drops. And, and it's, and it's been a bit of a phenomenon. And have you seen that really take off in terms of some of those key products that you've had in the collection for a while mm-hmm. have really suddenly hit that kind of sweet spot of, of virality? I have. I'm so grateful that that's happened um, for a couple of reasons. One, because I do think that the my whole um, the 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 deep bronzy and and o blues um, they both have the it's to drop into your moisturizer. Mm-hmm. It's a wash. 
I think people for a long time thought it was a contour, mm-hmm. a bronzer for your cheeks or a bronzer to put, you know, to, it's not, it's a wash. Mm-hmm. So it's a bronzing wash or a rosy wash to make the face kind of wake up and to look like you've kind of been somewhere or, I mean, rosy and bronzy yeah. together. It's like you've been, you're kind of a little bit, got some color and some warmth and Gorgeous. maybe you're flushed. I mean, it's that wash over your whole face. It's not supposed to be targeted into an area. So there's less pigment, it's sheer. Yeah. But the truth is it was a serum first. Yeah. So the the bronzer, I mean, debronzing, when I sat down to make it, I was writing out the ingredients and I had cocoa extract in there. And I thought, I should just put some color. I mean, what's that going to hurt anything? You know, yeah. let's put some tint in there. So it was an antioxidant, anti-pollution serum first. Then it became bronzer. And I had to work with the name a little bit. I think it was misunderstood mm-hmm. by some of the retailers at first. And my team was kind of like scratching their head, what is this? Because you're not a color <laughs> brand. And I didn't intend it to be a color product, but I just wanted that little bonus of yeah. bronze. Personally, I just wanted a bronzer, right? Without the stuff that I didn't want in it. Yeah. And so um, so it was a weird and it's thing. it's got the skin benefits, you know? It's it, really it's, a skin product with skin a little first. bit. Yeah, skin it's first. skin first with a pop of color. Yeah. So I think what happened with G-Bronzy was that People liked it. I mean, like people familiar with how to use it. But when it came and went viral on TikTok, it's because the person who made it go viral, who's responsible for that. Alex Earl. Alex Earl, who I'm eternally grateful to because I think that she she used it correctly. Yes. She popped it in her her moisturizer and she put it on as a wash of color, which is how it's meant to be used. And once people understood the intention behind DeBronzy, I think that's when... That's when it, and I think that's like the power of it as well, because you've really thought so deeply about not just what the product is, but how to use it and how to kind of build it into your kind of daily routine and your smoothie and and all of those steps, which I think is one of the brilliant. It's not just like you're taking a product and sticking it on a shelf. There is so much education and so much kind of your your own sort of view on it, which is um, you know makes the product right because it, it again it has to fit into the brand it has to make sense in the routine you know i mean you're right you don't just make a product but you have to i use it for like a year yeah before i ever launch anything so i already know ahead of time the questions and the hurdles and you know what people might not understand about something so you know it's hard sometimes though to get a message out yeah because when people are used to using something a certain way like a bronzer, yeah, it's well, hard to say this is different. Absolutely, and and the bronzer phenomenon is something which you know, especially in Australia, New Zealand, it's a very bronzer, um, mm-hmm. you know, passionate community. So actually, getting the consumers and the community to think about it a little bit differently takes a step of you know, it's a step right. change. Yeah, that's I mean exciting we we literally have people asking us every single day for the bronzies oh, it's fun um, to watch yeah. and my daughters who are like obsessed with drunk headphones and they have like entire the whole collection oh. in, a, in a lineup they're like can you get me some more I'm like i'll see what i can do and now you're here we'll be t- we'll I'll be asking everything you. i can <laughs> um and in terms of your favorite products if you were to pick for you because this is all personal mm-hmm. you're maybe your one or two sort of two products from Drunk Elephant that you could not now live without, what would those be and why? That's, that's, I get the question literally every day. Do you? I can't answer it. And the, the answer really is the philosophy. Yeah. I don't think of, I mean, every single product in the Drunk Elephant line, you can use two mm-hmm. and be within the philosophy. You can use 20 and be within the philosophy. You can use any combination. Um, but the philosophy is what I can't live without. And so it'd just yeah. be really hard for me to, the littles is why I did that. 
Yes. Because when somebody comes into a retailer to buy Drunk Elephant, I really believe that before they invest in the full sizes, to try to experience it. the philosophy. Yeah. To not just buy one product and leave. I don't want a hero product in this brand. I don't yeah. want one product that rises to the top, every, everything else stays down. I want everybody to know every product and then they get to choose yeah. like on a menu. You know, so clever. Um, and the little E's are just so like gorgeous as well. And, and they last. Yeah. They last 30 to 45 days. Yeah. People can try the philosophy, see what the philosophy does for their skin, and then they can come back and invest in what they like the best um, and what they actually need once they've reset their skin to a healthier state. Well, your skin's looking particularly gorgeous. So oh, the you. philosophy, the drug <laughs> elephant philosophy is working. Oh, um, so I think you. we should all be following exactly what you tell us to do because um, we all want that gorgeous, glowy, natural-looking skin. So on that note, Tiffany, thank you so much for giving us your incredible story and just hearing your your sort of vision, but also how you've approached it as a true entrepreneur, doing it on your own before it's become this huge business is incredibly inspiring to a lot of people. And hopefully there are people listening today that have got these other, you know, these sort of thoughts about launching a brand themselves or doing something different themselves that can really take that inspiration and take it to heart and think that they can do it and they can find that oh, of course. Space. Yes, yes, they can. And um, no, and thank you for having me here. Uh, of course, I love Mecca and we've been delighted. together a long we're, time. We're never letting you leave Australia. So uh, you guys um. are the best hosts ever. <laughs> I don't want to leave. <laughs> we've had so much fun. Um, and before we finish, we're going to do a little quick fire round, which was just to get a little bit of insight into you. Okay, are you ready? Yes. So what time do you wake up and what is the first thing you do in the morning? I wake up around 6.30 every morning. I would like to say I lean over and kiss my husband, but he's never there. He get, he gets up at four. <laughs> oh, gosh. I grab my phone. I check on my kids. That's the first thing I do. I've got three in college and one in high school, and I grab my yeah. phone, and I look at the map, and I find make sure they're all so home the safe. So Snapchat map? Wow. Well, the Life 360 Oh, map, yeah, yeah. Okay, which great. Is a nightmare just, and a dream uh, at the same no. time. It's just like checking where they are. It's awful. Are they in the right place? Yeah. My kids. Love first. that. Yes. What time do you get to bed, and what is the last thing you do at night? I get to bed around 10 or so, maybe maybe later if I'm answering emails. Um, the last thing I do at night, I put my phone down. And I usually talk to my husband about the day, and then we go to sleep. But I, I don't, you know, I try, to, I try to put my phone down for a good while before I fall asleep. That's good. And he's he needs more sleep, by all accounts. He needs more sleep. <laughs> he's usually, when I lean over to talk to him, he's already asleep. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> if I'm being yeah, like honest. Still, still talking. He's I am the out. human sleeping pill. <laughs> Put him to sleep. I love that. If you were a drunk elephant product, which would you be and why? That is such a hard one. Lippy. <laughs> I'd be lippy. I'm kind of small, a little bit sweet. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I don't know. I I think Lippy. I don't know why. I love that. It's so random. That's but you. That's yeah. you. And other than your Drunk Elephant favorite, what is the beauty product you put on to lift your spirits and why? And that could be anything. Outside it could of be drunk fragrance elephant. or it could be a lipstick. Or on or in? Like, could I yeah. say it's a supplement or? Definitely. I think what, I think I drink this green drink every morning. It's called Athletic Greens. And it's like I, an alkaline it drink. just makes me feel responsible and healthy. Yeah. And I drink it. At, that's actually the second thing I do every morning is pour my water into my powder. This, And I chug it like a shot. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's just has everything. It's got vitamins and, you know, it's got minerals and probiotics and yeah. probiotics. And That'll make you adaptogens feel like you're doing something good. It makes me feel like I'm, yes, ready to take on the day. I love that. 
Um, and what song is the soundtrack to your life right now? And maybe right now, rather than... Well, I think could, it could be last week, but right now. I think it's Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra. Oh, good one. Why? I don't know. I, I just, just love that song. And you have Flown to the Moon I think it's a happy. Elephant. I think it's a happy song, and I just think it's... Up and up, up and onwards and upwards and joyous. kind of a joyous song. And I feel, you know, knock on wood, I feel super joyous right now about the brand and um, about the momentum. I'm so grateful. I can't even tell you that. We're grateful. I'm, I'm, I think everybody who's a Drunk Elephant fan is super grateful for your passion. And, you know, really the way that you think about product is so unique. Yeah, so it's kind of random out of left field. You. But, yeah, let's. Keep going because I, I mean, I think, you know, it's, I'm just grateful for every day um, for sure. So I love that. Well, that's a perfect way to finish. Thank you so much. I know you've got to get a flight now to Sydney yes. to meet some of our yes. teams and our Fly customers. Me to Sydney. Fly you to the Sydney moon. Um, <laughs> Fly me to Sydney. And instead. continue the Drunk Elephant tour of Australia. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for Thanks, having Tiffany. me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mecca Talks. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your favourite podcast app and you'll be notified as soon as our next episode becomes available. Don't forget to rate.